speaking of blind, we're we 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 are the elite three that are going to start this show off. Many of many have wanted to, but they they just weren't as committed as we were. Surprising number of people that actually want to talk about the show. I know, right? But you know, I they they sat on sat on their hands waiting for something to happen, and then here we are. Right. So we're just going to cold start it. We're going to pull a, pull a debug and just go ahead and cold start. Right. Sometimes you just you know yeah. We've been we've been waiting. Put on the big boy pants and just that's right. Uh, get, just get to work. So yeah. I guess my first question, since we get to start this off, we get to we get to pick the format, and I figure if we're we're entering into this, um, Chip, how did you like get into Daredevil? Um, I got into the character Daredevil uh, back in the '80s as a comic book fan, uh, uh, and just stumbling into the epic runs by the best creators. So I started reading Thor when Walt Simonson was doing it. I started reading Daredevil during the Born Again arc by Frank Miller. So I love this character, and uh, then Frank Miller wraps up, and the comic's horrible again. And I, so there, so Daredevil exists for me, this proto, um, this, this, this perfect proto uh, state of uh, those six or seven comic book issues. And uh, this TV show is just absolutely capturing that feel for it. So I'm like, oh my God, this is my daredevil. Who cares whatever, who cares whatever else happened in the comics? Uh, this is, this is what I've been waiting for. And I didn't even know I was waiting for it. Exactly. I can, I can concur with you on that. What about you guy? Um, around the same time, uh, I think I covered some of the, I, you know what? I can't even remember who wrote Daredevil after those issues. There was some stuff by Ann Nacenti, I remember. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, uh, and that was and that was sort of where I started to drift away. Um, right. So- um, those issues defined the character for me. I, like, I think you, I think you did it right. I think you got like amazingly lucky, especially the you know Daredevil and Thor around that time, amazing. Yeah, I was thinking um, the exact same thing. I was like, you know, it, like whenever I think of Thor, I think of the Simonson years. Of course, right? You have to, right? Um, and this show really captures that spirit. Like, I, I, I you know, I, I, I think the character of Daredevil as people are around our age, think of it, is defined by those issues. Was it, like, really six or seven? It felt like a long time. Hey, Frank Miller had a really long run earlier, like, in, right. the early, in, in the early 80s or something like that, and he came back. Um, and that, 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 that early run where Elektra was introduced and killed right. off and all that other stuff, you know, that was the first time around. Um, the Born Again arc was only like seven issues, eight issues. I just picked it up on Comixology again, even though I don't have, I've still got the trade paperback. Um, but it was a very tight, self-contained story yeah. of uh, of uh, the Kingpin discovering Daredevil's identity, destroying his life, and at the end of it, he's just this guy uh, cooking in a diner and protecting Hell's Kitchen, um, right. not a lawyer yeah. anymore. Just, just. It's 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 one of the most perfect comics ever. Okay, and then I can say for me, like as I think I was in sixth grade, and that was nineteen eighty five, nineteen eighty six, 
and a buddy of mine introduced me to comics and he said, check out this one. It's called Daredevil. And lo and behold, I was indoctrinated under the Miller years as well. And so I, I began to buy them like crazy. And in fact, I was going to go ahead and open up all my whole my whole sleeve of Daredevils because that those are the ones that I have. Those are the ones that I love. And it and it wasn't so much even the story, though the story was great. I just loved like Klaus Jansen. Um, oh yeah, and great. and 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 Miller's work. I mean, it was just the it was very simple, but it. I mean, everything that has that they've done in their artwork, like that was. I mean, that was what I connected with. I think the simplicity is part of it. Why it works so well? It's part of the it's part of the brutality, right? Like the the um the physicality of it, yeah. really. Yeah. And interesting, and interesting. You'd use the word brutality there because when Daredevil was created back in the sixties, it was he was kind of a almost a low rent Spider Man type with you right. know the the gimmick the blind superhero, but he was. He, he was acrobatic, he was funny, he would wisecrack, uh, and things like that. And over time, um, when Frank Miller got a hold of it, uh, the, all of a sudden Daredevil becomes more tortured and gritty and things like that. And that seems to be what really stuck. Um, I believe the current writer of the comic is Mark Wade, and he, who has made a conscious effort to try to reintroduce some of the levity um, that Daredevil's a tortured soul but he's decided that he's not going to allow himself to be tortured anymore and there's going to be a little bit of fun but um you get hints of the sense of humor with charlie cox in this series but it's very much right. the frank miller tough gritty bleeds a lot superhero excuse me i do think that um you know miller in the 80s, 80s did have a bit of a i mean huge influence obviously and um gritty and kind of mean spirited did become a thing for characters uh so I am kind of happy that Matt is moving away from that these days uh at the same time the the character, as I remember, was very much rooted in that in that era. Well, I mean, and and some will would would even say, you know, Daredevil's kind of this B league player, you know, he's he's on that, and I don't say B league like an like underpin, like you know, he's he's not a let's say Thor. Well, granted, he doesn't have that kind of thing. He's not working in a he's working in a very confined area of New York, and right. that's what he does. He protects his turf, and. And it is like a turf war. I mean, he's dealing with really not these evil geniuses most of the time. It's these either psychopaths or thugs. Right. Yeah. Well, I mean, arguably, uh, Wilson Fisk is kind of a genius. I mean, mean, especially the way. And now, granted, we're covering like episodes one through three. So we don't get. And I will warn you that I have actually only seen episodes one through three. Oh yeah, okay, okay, good to know. I don't, I don't think we're going to spoil. I don't think we would spoil anything, but I don't think we would either. I mean, because, yeah. I, but I will say that after reading things about Kingpin, right, I have never seen him portrayed as well 
as it is in this um, series. He seems like a very, I don't want to say very different character, but um, in a way, he is not the king king kingpin I am accustomed to it at all. Like, just, just like, I'm going to do evil things because I am evil. Because just for the sake of being evil, yeah, he, he's doing it for a reason. Uh, well, you know. I, can't, I can't imagine that Vincent D'Onofrono... Uh, great, great pronunciation there, Chip. I can't imagine <laughs> that Vincent there um, is going to do anywhere near as well as that guy, that guy in the trials, Trial of the Incredible Hulk back in the 90s. Did. Oh, no. Oh, <laughs> what was that? That was the, um, that was the, there was a series of TV movies, um, that brought back Bill Bixby and Lou Ferrigno, um, and they were intended as, <laughs> as stealth pilots, as stealth pilots for other Marvel TV series. So there was a really bad Thor, and then there was a fairly bad Daredevil, who was wearing, weirdly enough, pretty much the same costume that daredevil is wearing now the black oh, really? suit i didn't i didn't know that i did know about these shows but i didn't yeah. remember that he, he was wearing the black suit and i remember uh. it vividly because stan lee would complained a couple of uh, a couple of years later about it about how the gimmick with daredevil is nobody's supposed to know that he's blind so what's what's the what's the guy in trials of the incredible hulk doing he's running around in a costume with a blindfold on hmm and what is Charlie Cox doing at this point in the Netflix series? He's running around with a blindfold on. And actually, uh, Frank Miller did a did a uh, origin miniseries called The Man Without Fear, uh, where he retconned and put that very costume into the comic. So it's 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 really funny watching this new TV series because they've they've captured. They've basically captured this old costume from a really bad effort at putting Daredevil on television, and they've stuck it into something that's really bloody great. I love this series. Uh, me too. I can't say enough good things about it. I did not know that the costume... To me, the costume is uh, it's like Frank Miller's costume, really. I, so I didn't know that it came from a TV show. Um I kind of always liked that it was just a, uh, like a mask. I and yeah, I mean that, that pe makes pe sense. People who engage with him, uh, I don't think they think he's blind though, because he, you know, yeah. How would you know? Kicks a little bit of ass, like there's no like yeah. Better than most uh, people that can see. Right, yeah, he's yeah, he's a little bit over the top. So I don't think anybody comes away after messing with him thinking he's blind. So you know, as much as I like Stanley, I think maybe that's not necessarily something to be worried about. Yeah, um, I was a little concerned with the costume when I originally saw it. And yeah, me too. I mean, yeah. I I yep. just didn't. Yep. You know. First of all, I know it, it to translate into the red spandex or anything like that is always hard in, in visualizing it and taking it seriously and for it to be good. And right. I had a conversation with Tony Sindelar about this, and I said, you know, I, I just don't know. And he's like, well, you know, it's kind of coming off the Ultimate series, which I'm not familiar with in the least. 
But I said, you know, I can kind of, if they're getting through, like, the way it's kind of pirated on there, I said, it looks like Electra's, you know, Frank Miller's Electra with the big head um, piece and kind of this, you know, big knotted tail at the end. I was like, you know, I could get into that. That that could work for me. I like that they're slowly building up. It's a little bit like Arrow in that way to me in that he's, I, I think he's still unsettled. Well, and I think they took a big a big kind of maybe uh, lift from, well, how did Arrow develop and get good? Because, you know, Arrow could have flopped very easily, but they they did such a slow burn that I think now it's acceptable. I totally agree. Mm -hmm. In fact, I think it should have flopped. I love that show. Don't get me wrong. And I like the character. Uh, But, you know... That shouldn't. That almost should not have worked. And the Flash is also working, and that also should not have worked because it's a guy that runs really fast. Like there's a bunch of goofy stuff going on, and somehow um, these creators are finding a way to make these characters work to introduce what we're accustomed to from comic books into um, television. And I think it's it's very tricky, mm-hmm. but in in the case of all three of these shows, they're doing a great job. Well, and so I, far. what what I really respect about it, and this is what I I don't respect about uh, many of the like just kind of jumping into episode one a little bit is right. we're not like laid down with the typical Spider Man origin story, the typical right. Superman origin story. We yeah. we don't we can get beyond that. We can learn about that later. Which again. I'll say again, they probably got from from um, Arrow. I mean, Arrow did a really good job at doing. I mean, they do a lot of flashbacks, but it's a way of you know, here's a real, here's the we're story where we are. How did we get there? We don't have to do it all in in one big sequence, right? Um, yeah, uh, yeah. Iron Iron Man, the movie Iron Man, mm-hmm. is like one of the few exceptions to the rule that the origin story is almost always the most boring story of the character. I totally agree with you. Yeah, Iron Man was great. Uh, Spider Man kind of gets boring, and I don't even need to tell you which Spider Man because all of them are kind of just kind of <laughs> make it boring. Yeah. Well, and then it just becomes like Superman. I think is the is the worst at this because every every one that they do, if they reboot, they automatically go back to origin story. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know why you need to explain Superman. He's Superman. Everybody knows, right? But you do have to explain Daredevil. Um, and yes, even though they're yeah. e- even though they're even though they're following the Arrow plan, uh, nobody nobody out there. Re- remember, at the time when um, the Iron Man movie came out, people didn't really know Iron Man. You know, uh, Robert Downey Jr. turned the character into a household name. Yeah. Nobody he was a bit knew, of a B character him. too, I think. Right? Yeah, like, yeah. yeah. Uh, Daredevil, um, not even a B character <laughs> when you're talking about the general public. When was the last yeah. time you saw Daredevil under underoos anywhere? Right. Um, <laughs> well, that's yeah. just that's just that's just that's just called tragic. <laughs> <laughs> so, so yeah, uh, blind guy who can hear who, who can hear really well and who's a who's a great fighter despite the handicap and all that stuff. That first episode really sells it. As a matter of fact, I was wondering how many people might have actually watched it and not 
put two and two together that Daredevil is Matt Murdock until that ending scene where he's uh, train where Matt walks into Fogwell's gym and starts training. Uh, you know, Whoa. most people, most uh-huh. most people would, most people if they're looking if they're looking out for Daredevil on Netflix, they know what they're getting into. But for a few people, it may have actually been a surprise. That's a great question. I don't know. Like I just took, I, I went into this taking so much for granted, right? Like I knew what his capabilities were. I I knew Matt Murdock was the guy. I knew Foggy. Uh, I knew Karen Page. Like as soon as they mentioned her name, I knew she'd be around. Uh, but yeah, you could really could have watched that pilot and not knowing. Even even during the training period at the end, I don't. It's not really clear that he's the guy in the suit, right? Not 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 totally. I mean, I mean, it's, it, there's you know. there's room for an iota of doubt if you don't know anything about the character. Right now, yeah, narratively it it works, uh, but it, they don't. There's no giant arrow pointing at him and being like, like, "This is the guy that you just saw beating everybody up." Which now that works to a huge advantage for those who have no idea about Daredevil. It's like, wow, that's a really cool, that's an interesting pilot. Let me let me see what episode two has. Right, and you know Netflix, so it's there immediately and. Auto place. <laughs> yeah. so. Man, I'll tell you, that was the hardest part. Like, I really, I really tried to contain myself and not just blow it right out and, and watch them all. It took me three days, and I figured I did okay with that, but I just couldn't, I couldn't stop. I did the same thing, and I didn't want to. Uh, oh. I, I did not want to burn through this series. I have not seen them all. I think they've got two left. Um, but just one after another, just, I'm sitting, you know, I don't want to sound like a victim. They fell on me and I absorbed them and I, I gobbled them all up like a a kid in a candy store (laughs) and with a giant bucket of ice cream, whatever metaphor you want to use. I, I, man, love them. Well, and it didn't feel, Uh, it didn't feel serialized. It didn't feel like episode after episode. It it felt like, it felt like one thing. yeah, Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm sitting here envying you guys because I've got a really busy schedule these days. Um, I was proud of myself for actually keeping up with Better Call Saul there for about five weeks, and then I fell off um, and haven't been able to keep up. And and this is the first Netflix series that I've really wanted to see, really wanted to consume in the way that they just drop all these episodes on you at once. And uh, I'm only three up, and uh, I'm impatient. I want... I want more, but at the same time, as soon as I consume it, it's gone, and I don't know when a second series is going to be green. Right, I do. I feel the same way. Like I know when I finish this, I'm going to be kind of bummed out. Um, in 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 that vein, I bought Better Call Saul on iTunes, and I have not been watching it in order to just get them all, and then find some time, like like a weekend or something, that I can just catch up. It, so you know you're doing okay. You like I have a, I have a we're, continu- we're trading up. Yeah, you know? <laughs> a continuity question now because the, okay. the Karen Page that I know now this is a comic talk now right. is the one from uh, Born Again. Yeah, and I don't want to necessarily you know 
distract you know people that are going to be listening to okay well i i have a feeling like this may happen but it, are are they kind do you think that they're transplanting her as not the karen page from the comic or was there a time in the comic that karen page was um a fairly normal individual yeah right at right back in the 60s when daredevil started uh it right. was uh she was she was the secretary and uh it, this is the this is very much the setup right from um right from the 60s uh, only with the modern with the modern sheen of it so it's stanley's setup and frank miller's accent okay right. so that would lead me to believe without laying down any spoilers the thing the events that will happen will could e- easily put her into that tailspin right that and and uh, and it is conceivable to me that a second season of Daredevil could be the Frank Miller born again storyline um which which could which could be delicious uh, do, do do they put Electra in it do you think Oh yeah, yeah. I just don't want. I, I don't think the camera page thing is going to happen, like necessarily. Okay, ne- necessarily. You know, you know what I mean. Like they can come up with it, and uh, some of that is born of the um, uh, comics have done a lot of awful things to women over the years, right? Like the the girlfriend in the refrigerator thing come literally comes from. Uh, green lantern yeah and uh i don't think that television shows in this day and age are going to necessarily follow that narrative path so um so i i i don't know i i mean i i don't fear for characters on arrow or the flash at all yeah in so you know i i have faith that the writers are going to write well um especially given what i've seen like before the show started i might have had a lot of those kind of concerns and now i don't i i just they've been doing a good job i don't think they're going to take an easy route at all um are we going to see electra yes you can't have Daredevil with without Elektra. I, I totally agree. It just it's yeah. it, it, for me it sparks the greatest you know basically abortion of all films, which is Ben Affleck. Yeah, uh, which yeah. I I just I like that that really that was probably one of my biggest hesitations for this series is like if they even Affleck it, it's I mean I just <laughs> oh, I, I was no. really yeah. that was that really scared me. Yeah. On the advice of some friends who loved me very much, I <laughs> did not ever I did not ever see either the, the Daredevil or the Electra movie. Um I uh, so I I, blank I forgot slate. there was an Electra movie. Oh my god. Yeah. Yeah, tell, yeah. So uh, so Electra's you know, we were just talking about how Daredevil's kind of a B or C lister in the general public and that's largely because the public ignored that Af- the Affleck and um Jennifer Garner movies. Um, but you know, for Electra did have enough of a profile to get that movie made that, that, that spinoff. So I, I can't see how they don't bring her into this. They have to. Electra defines Matt in a lot of ways. And, um, even in, okay. I'm, I believe it's the first three episodes and I can't remember where, but he's, he, Matt has a conversation with Foggy and Foggy, I think it's maybe the pilot. Foggy tells him that, uh, you know, there's a, 
women, if there's a beautiful woman in the room with questionable uh, morals, you're going to find her. Th- that, Good yeah. point. Yeah. And and they met in college in the comics. Yeah. 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 And they, they mentioned something about meeting a Greek girl in college, by the way. I just watched it again. I was, oh, I was showing, they I was showing did. it to my friend. They mentioned there a Greek girl in college. Yeah. There you go. Okay. Like in that same scene. So, uh. Stipulated it's going to happen. That, yep. It's, it, it's already, it's already yeah. laid down. I don't, I, you know, I haven't finished the season. I'm going to guess season two because I, I think they have a lot on their plate for th- this season, at least as it's written already. And, uh, that would be an interesting season two twist, right? You know, yeah. I was very curious about how they were going to tie it into the the whole Marvel Cinematic Universe. And the, I think the biggest tie-in that I saw, which was, you know, they are living in an aftermath of the Avengers and, what was it? The It wasn't the Skrulls. It was oh, God, the Chitauri. No. Yeah, it, it's the same thing. No, it's not. Yeah, yeah it's whatever. They changed the name. It's the same thing. It's right, like, right, right, right. Yeah. The, 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 but they are in the, in the process of, you know, you have mobsters and construction and the Yakuza <laughs> and construction rebuilding the city. Which, like I thought, like, you know, that's really smart. It's like, it's not that we're necessarily a part of it. We're a part of what was left behind. We're a part of the rubble. And that was, that was super cool to me. And, it, in that, and the only reason I, you know about that is... If you look at the at Ben Urich's character and like yeah. some of his stuff on the walls, I agree. Yeah, mm-hmm. Battle and of New there's York also is a, sitting right behind him on the desk. Yeah, and there's also a great conversation in the first episode yep. when the yeah. when the Evil League of Evil gets together, um, <laughs> and they're talking about the um, they're 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 talking about the fact how they really like the big superheroes running around breaking things because that gives them room to maneuver it's the it's the street level guys like <coughs> like this new daredevil guy who creates problems for them problems for them because they notice right I, um, Lee, leland says uh i believe every time some hero punches somebody through a building our profits go up like seven percent. Yeah. <laughs> what? Why are we arguing about this? It's, it's great. Everything's perfect. Like, just let them keep doing it. Um, and this is this is by the way a rogues gallery of daredevil villains. Yeah. Leland yeah. Leland Owsley is the owl who was an early uh, really weird uh, supervillain. Um, you've got the um, you've got a guy whose name resembles that of the founder of the hand, the ninja. Right. Um, the ninjas that Daredevil kept fighting a lot in the Frank Miller run. Um, it's you know they're, 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 it's a it's a target rich environment for um, <laughs> for for geeks who for geeks who uh, may might have owned the Marvel Index uh, comics <laughs> that exhaustively detailed every single ep- issue that was ever. Published. Do you recognize Gal at all, Madame Gal or Mrs. Gal, whatever her name is? I I have I, no idea. No, I didn't recognize her. She so seems there, pretty badass. Like uh, Wilson Fisk is definitely takes her very, very seriously. So, and and I don't mean that on a physical level, but uh, she commands respect more than a lot of the other rogues do. 
Well, and then so well, go ahead, go ahead, Chip. Yeah. Well, I I, I don't want to derail, um, but I we you were just talking about earlier about how it integrates with the Marvel universe, and one of the things that sort of took me aback about this is you know. I haven't. I have. I, I fell away from Agents of Shield just before it started getting good, and I haven't seen it or Agent Carter yet. Uh, oh, so, Agent Carter, yeah. I, I heartily recommend. Absolutely, hundred uh, percent. And that's yeah, all I'll I, say I'm about hearing, Agents I'm hearing, of Shield. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I'm hearing great things about Agent Carter. I've heard good. I've heard improving things about Agents right. of Shield since the post Winter Soldier. But uh, from what I recalled, um, it felt very much like lower budget but very much a piece of the marvel cinematic universe that we were seeing in the movies this because of the level of violence in daredevil this feels a little different and it feels a little weird it doesn't feel like it it feels like i'm reading the for mature readers uh comics you know the ones that were that had the stamps in the corner um and, and stuff like that and i was wondering how you guys felt about whether this feels like a a unified Marvel Cinematic Universe, or, or or is this something a little different? Um, um, have you seen the bowling alley yet? Oh yeah, yeah. That's okay. that's episode three. Okay, yeah. that's what I thought. That, I was like, wasn't was, sure if it was three or four, but it's early. I know. So that um, was the moment. That that was the moment that really made me go, "Whoa!" Yeah, yeah. They. I, I feel that they've Frank Millard this up, right? If the Marvel Universe is um, Stanley or Walt Simonson writing, uh, this is Frank Miller doing his Frank Millery things where things are, everything is awful, and when a superhero beats you up, you get broken. Like, things happen. Um I'm okay with it in the context of the show. I don't worry so much about it in the context of the the greater Marvel Cinematic Universe. What I do like is the notion that um, the the real estate agent is saying, it's like, well, you know, the city got destroyed, so everything's cheaper now. I, I like that. Um, it's subtle, it works in, it's fine. Um, I don't think this Daredevil is going to blow back into the, into the movies, which ultimately are family movies, right? You want to be able to take your kids to that, and you don't necessarily want to see a bowling alley yeah. scene. So. Yeah, they're, they're PG-13, but they're not a harsh three, PG-13. Yeah, but you know what? What I didn't like, I didn't need that in the show. Um, I think we're all, well, I think we're talking about one specific shot, right? Uh, I, I'm I'm talking about the bowling the bowling ball at the beginning of episode three and the um, self-stabbing, shall we say, at the oh, end of episode three. Yep. Oh, jeez. Yeah, yeah, that. Yeah. That was so you're totally right. A the bowling ball stuff and the um, fellow, fellow bricks is our own bone like. Let's just say that. Yeah. Um. And but yeah, the self stabbing was also over the top. Um. I kind of accredit those to the writers learning their way a little bit. Um. 
What also that created a little bit of stakes, like like this guy who we we this guy being Wilson Fisk. That's the first time we hear his name exactly. And and to Mm -hmm. utter his name means that you have endangered everybody that you are, you know, your family, your friends. So there are there are high stakes to mentioning his name, and he this the, the you know this criminal took the highest road that he possibly could take in that. I'm getting out of here, and no one will know that I said anything because I'm already dead. Yeah, but he could have jumped off the roof. Well, I, well, I mean, you know what I mean. Like the specifics of this situation were well, and the language itself. Like here, uh, yeah, I'll give you an example. Like I, I can watch Arrow and the Flash with my nine-year-old girls. Right. There is no chance that they were going to watch Daredevil. I knew that going okay. into it. I was yeah. like, nope, not going to happen. Yeah. And you know, this is this is Daddy's hero. And, you know, it's funny because, you know, I was listening to TV talk machine and, and Tim Goodman saying, you know, it's blood porn, you know, and I, I think that I think that that's really like I think you, to put that kind of put that that word on it is not correct. I think Daredevil himself, he, he kind of for me, at least he epitomizes that <clears throat> I can I can be hurt. I can be um brutally hurt you know because i'm getting into a fight and there are risks associated with being a hero you're not going to go away from things scot free well for 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 me, they haven't even called him daredevil yet they've, they've, no no it's still the, the mask. They, i think they've yeah. mentioned devil but it's matt murdock right um what he just he gets up that's the whole like Really, his superpower is that he will just take a beating and he will get up. It's it's a determination kind of thing. Um, blood porn is harsh, I agree, and I don't think it really fits. Uh, but I do think they're trying to find their legs. And being a dark show, they're maybe ventured into that kind of space. Um Testing the waters, you know, you know what I mean. Like, I don't, I, I don't think we're going to see a lot of people like that, uh, like that bad guy, um, ending the way he did. I don't necessarily think we're going to see a lot. We did not need that shot in the bowling alley that was quite graphic. Um, well, it, it it was graphic, but it could have been gra- more graphic. I, oh, could have uh, been. I think. Yeah. Th- I, yeah. I think that, and I think that's one of the strengths of these, at least these th- first three episodes. I agree. Is yeah. that um, we we've all seen movies that are far more graphic and far more gory uh, than uh, than Daredevil on Netflix. Right. Um, but you know, we didn't actually see the guy stab himself at the end of episode three. We definitely didn't see the we didn't see the bowling ball caving in uh, the guy's skull no. at the beginning of the episode. All we saw was the after effects and the what your brain does, what your brain, yeah, what your you own feel, brain you does to fill in the blanks. Right. Yeah. yeah, you fill in you fill in the blanks there, and it is just god awful. Um, so I think it is. Uh, I think it, getting back to my, I guess my point, you know, because it doesn't actually show every last bit of the blood and gore um, that you could have seen, it it does sort of fit into the 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 Marvel Cinematic Universe, the same the same universe that had um, 
Steve Rogers knock a guy off of an airplane and he flies through a, a propeller and um, yeah, turns into, a little bit. turns into a fine red mist. Um, this is more gritty. This is more realistic. Uh, but it just it shies away from blood porn. I think in the in the episodes that I've seen so far, uh, and I guess I'll find out otherwise. If, uh, I, I agree. Later so on. the shots that we have seen, I don't think they've reveled in the idea. Do you know what I mean? Like I don't think they're excited about the idea of like doing blood porn. Uh, and that gives me hope that they will do less of that as time goes on. Yeah, I mean, this must be this must be killing you, most to be to, to be hearing us talk about, and and you've seen the whole thing. Um, but um, I love this. I love the bit um, on the rooftop between um, Charlie Cox and Rosario yeah. Dawson oh, when yeah. she says, "When she says, I don't think that you like this," and I think that that's a real important message. And I'm, I'm eager to see what they do with and this. see, and that's and 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 not to say that things. You know, things are still violent, but I think at a season one, perhaps coming into season two, they, you know, as Matt kind of gets his groove, I think we might see a, a little bit less. I mean, he's very, very much an amateur at what he's doing right now. Right. So, you know, and even, you know, we don't see any of the rooftop antics that we're used to. And I think Rosario Dawson was great. Now, I, again, she's, I didn't, she's really great. Yeah, I, I didn't recognize her from the comics, but the, you know, I was doing a little research, and I guess she was Linda something in '61. Hmm. Um, I'm trying to see here the the night nurse character kind of thing. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, you know, it seemed a little bit contrived to me that you know. You know, the guy finds Matt in a dumpster and is able to, you know, get him up there and that she wanted to help him. But I, you know, I, I was OK with that. Cause yeah. To comics. Yeah. I, ex- right. you know, there's a there's a there's a wide right. degree of acceptance on, right. on stuff like that. I know we need a new character. Matt needs to be yeah. healed. So, um, you know, I I'm real. I was I'm really kind of hoping that that their relationship gets a little bit more solidified. I mean, I could, I could see that happening. Yeah, yeah. Um, not in the first three episodes, though, which I'm trying to confine myself to at this point. Um, I appreciate your restraint. Yeah, well, now I'm trying to figure out what I can say. Um, <laughs> I, nothing, whatever, nothing really happens with her. I really liked her character. I thought, uh, I thought she was really well written. Um, I appreciate it that they didn't, uh, she, you know, she's a beautiful woman, but they didn't sexualize her in any way. She was, like, hanging out in a hoodie at home, which you would be if you're going to find a guy in your dumpster. Um, one thing I did find a little bit weird is when Matt first meets Karen, he gives her a clean shirt and she takes her shirt off, like, just arbitrarily in the pilot. Yeah. Which is that is, does, that is retrospectively creepy, isn't it, it? It's it's weird. Yeah, it doesn't. That doesn't make sense. I mean, because I I watched these first three again last night with a friend of mine, um, and I and I I paused at this point and I I was asking her. I'm like not asking her. I was like, that's weird. Like what? Even 
you know, even if you're very comfortable with somebody, you don't necessarily just take your shirt off and like. That's, well, she thinks he's she thinks she thinks he's blind, so she doesn't think that it's a big deal. And, so turn and your back, makes though. It it's just of, like a natural <laughs> thing. Like it's a, yeah. just turn around and put, put, change your shirt. Like, yeah, it's a it's a. I think it's an awkward sequence of events, if only because um, she would have to think about it enough that she would be like, well, he's blind, so I'm just going to take my shirt off. No, you would have just tur- you would have turned around. You just would have done the natural thing that anybody would have do- done is, you know. And th- that was the most uh, nudity or sexuality that we've seen on the show. And I think they pulled back from that. I think they realized it was a mistake. Maybe, but it also it, it, it's it's also like pre- the most morally um, skeevy thing that Matt does in these first three episodes. Honestly, is he lets somebody <laughs> change and, and yeah. his his senses tell him everything that's going on or everything, you know? Um, he, he's, yeah, he let like somebody in theory, strip in front of him, basically, you know. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I mean, that guy's been lying his entire life, basically, right? He's been pretending to be blind, and he's got incredible knowledge of his environment. Well, and and then he's learning how to do Braille, which, I, you know, that's just amazing to me that, you know, because I've heard things like learning to do Braille, like, that late is near impossible. Um, but. But even the way they kind of showed how his abilities work, they really it leads a lot to the imagination, which I really liked. Yeah, you know it. it you know it's it's subtle sound cues or the way in which they do that a little bit of that uh, uh, tilt shifting of the focus, yeah. so you can kind of, you you it doesn't it doesn't have to be this radar. Right, the Affleck mm-hmm. movie kind of did that poorly and this one does it much better it's like ill-defined yes. right it, like i i feel that um film is not going to capture his abilities so they do something that is akin to uh or iconic or what he can possibly sense we hear a lot of heartbeats we see the tilt shift we see where the focus is going but um, the film just gave us a blue filter with like rain falling on people, which you know, yeah. I keep calling it a film. I'm sorry. It's <laughs> yeah. It's it's a movie. I shouldn't say film. It's just whatever the hell it was. Man, bad. I I I'm I'm telling you, they never made this movie. Just like they never made Highlander two. Right. <laughs> <laughs> that's fine that you can live with it you're you're better off not knowing but it was it, it was basically the the way of anything that touched something else would create a vibration that he could right. quote unquote see and so we had to, we were you know kind of ham you know not ham fisted but you know hand spoon fed oh, yeah. how that yeah. how that feel looks. feel free to spoil this for me is the is the phrase radar sense no. or anything like that ever used in this series no. I don't, and it's not. So, and it's well, not necessary. I mean, I'm not quite done, but no, it's like I mean, I'm pretty confident in telling you that no, that's not going to be a yeah. thing. Yeah, it's it's all about. He said he just said he seems to indicate that 
he's his senses are he he can just he can hear things differently and everything seems louder. Yeah. Does he? And that's all an audience really needs to know. That's right. all they need to know. I totally agree from a narrative perspective for sure. Um, doesn't he describe it to Rosario Dawson? Yes, at point? but I don't know if that happens okay. in this. The first three episodes, right? Yeah. He, 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 in her apartment, he, he, he at least alluded to it. Okay. So, um, yeah. Because they, they, yeah. they okay. do give, so, I, I well, will say there is a visualization that's done and it is not used, uh, really ever again, to, to be honest with you. Really? More than the tilt shift? Yes. That's got to be by the end, or did I just? Well, I might have just missed it, or because maybe it just looked natural, I, I and I didn't it's, really it's a, think about it's it. It's again when he and Claire meet up again, uh, and she is at his. Claire being Rosario Dawson's yeah, character. When she, yeah, when she's when she's at his apartment. Because she doesn't understand. You oh, know, like, with, yeah, yeah, I know what you mean. I know what you mean. That's like the fourth episode, right? Exactly. Yeah. Where in the? I will say in the fourth episode, I think that. I think the sparks really, you know, start to happen. I think the whole series really starts to ramp up yeah. its game. I, I well, totally agree. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm surprised and pleased to hear that because <clears throat> so far I've just been slack-jawed. Um, a, a friend of mine, I, I was chatting with a friend of mine on Facebook last night as I'm watching the third episode, and I'm just gushing. And she tells me that it's not the greatest television series ever, but it's really, really good. And she's um, singing the praises of the sort of Buffy and Angel pedigree that the creators have. And I'm sitting here yeah. going, how can this not be the greatest TV show ever? I'm, I'm really, really enjoying it so far. Well, it's not Breaking uh, Bad or Mad Men or that kind of thing. Uh, yeah, no. But it's... yes. Yeah, it's a superhero show written to that caliber. Do you know what I mean? Like, there, it's we've got a superhero character. Can we write at the highest possible level for him? Like, let's just take it seriously. And they've been doing a great job. And and this actually kind of raises the bar for the future movies. And the movies aren't oh, going yeah. to be this bloody or anything like no. that. But yeah. um, the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., early Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. notwithstanding, uh, aside from that, they really have done better than just basic requirements on, on these movies. Yeah. Better acting, yeah. better script writing, you know, um, stories with consequence yes. uh, for, the, for yes. the most part. I, stories I with consequence is one of the big things that, that yeah. meant, yeah. Yeah, I can't think of a single one of these things that, uh, except for early Agents of Shields, Shield, that feels phoned in, uh, and and these early episodes of Daredevil take it up to a whole new level for me. And I think the breadth of character, like that, I mean, like the 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 talent base in it, like you know, Guy had brought up on Twitter the whole Ben Urich, um, and I, I, I'm not, uh, I can't. I so want to talk about him. Yeah, yeah Ben <laughs> Urich, seriously, like it, it's not the Ben Urich from the comic. I mean, things nope. have changed around, but for the way better. Like it's like acceptable. This guy is legit. Mm-hmm. Oh, I, I, I don't even know where to start with that. This guy is more Ben Urich than the guy in the comic. And the guy in the comic was is obviously he's the the, the original Ben Urich. Uh, he just his just 
his pained look as he's like trying to figure stuff out or he's dealing with things. Um, his glasses are spot on. Just the way he holds himself as a character. I think we're first introduced to him. Episode two, I yes. believe, Chip. Yep. Is that it? Yep. Like in the uh, like he goes in to talk to a gangster. And the gangster. Um, you know what? It might be. No, it's rabbit. I think it's three. I think it's yeah, three. rabbit in a snowstorm. Right. Yeah. What a great. First of all, great title for a show. But yeah, it's so <laughs> it's episode three. Uh, and it's the end, and we're we're not given. We don't know who he is. Um, I don't even know if we do. We get his name out of that scene. Yeah, we. Yeah. Not not that scene, but that's the same episode where uh, we have the. For the first time in so many years in a superhero TV show or movie, we have a believable newspaper staff where where right. they have no money. They have no money. Their butts are getting kicked by right. the Internet. Ben Urich wants to tell real stories with impact and no, just do this. Puff yeah, pee. And his editor just, just, just wants just, listicles, just, which is. Yes, awesome. exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So I, I love Ben so far um, because he's. Yeah, he, he's, he's he's just got the weight of the world on his shoulders. Yeah, he's perfect. Yeah. And he's having he's having insurance problems. Exactly. Well, I mean that's yeah. not something you understand, guy. But that's, you know, for those of us that, that right, um, that, exactly. That's why my my pause. Uh, yes, he's having insurance problems. Um, I love the way Ben Urich is portrayed. I I can't say enough good things about him. I like the environment that he's in because, uh, so season five of The Wire covered um, print, right? Covered covered the newspaper, and despite the fact that uh, the writer, the the guy behind The Wire, was a newspaper guy, uh, this just feels more natural to me. Like, I, I believe this more. Because um, in The Wire, we have our he, effectively hero cop creating a serial killer. Uh, and in this one, what we've got is uh, a reporter, Ben Urich, who just wants to tell a story. He's an investigative reporter. He wants to be able to investigate. And he's being asked to write, like, basically puff pieces about uh, the subway line. And it's so great. I just love the portrayal. Right. Yeah. yeah, all these guys, like, okay, Urich, Murdoch, um, and, you know, even, even some of the villains in this yeah. are all out to do something really good for the city. They want to get either information yeah. out there protect the city, or rebuild the city. Uh, yeah. So yeah. they all have, in a sense, good intentions. Yeah, even... Um, have you met Fisk yet, Chip? Just at the end, uh, looking at the rabbit in the snowstorm. So, yeah, I'm not there yet. Okay. Um, okay, so he's just, he's just made that purchase of the piece of art. Right. Yeah. Yeah, and that's the end of that's the end of episode three. Yeah, right. But uh, but but before that, yeah, everybody's got a clear motive. Um, nobody's yeah, he being just evil not for the to spoil anything for you. He also ends up having a reasonably clear motive. Uh, mm-hmm. to, yeah. Obviously, uh, he well, you'll learn about in four. Make some question, some yeah. questionable choices. <laughs> but you know, but he's also yeah. he's not one dimensional. Like they they do a good job with him. 
Yeah. So, and that's what that's the I, I think the the last thing that I want to be sure to mention about what I'm enjoying about this is that um, the characters are we're following the characters and they're being given enough space to breathe and grow into something. Right. Um, early mm-hmm. Agents of Shield. I keep coming back to it, but um, early on it was. It was just episodic adventure after episodic adventure, and they were quip machines, but they weren't characters. Right. There's a there's a 13 episode plan here, and we're spending an awful lot of time with Ben Urich and and his wife in the hospital. Obviously, that's going to lead lead somewhere. But it's but that that wonderful scene where he's uh, talking with the hospital administrator and he. Gives any any and he right and he gives you the snack at the end and all that stuff. That's a long scene in in a movie. That would be a waste of time. Uh, but they've got the pacing of this show down right, so you begin to uh, to know and care about the characters. I totally agree. I wasn't sure if that was in the first three episodes, so I didn't want to bring it up. I love that scene. That's part of why I love Ben Uh He because he asks for a favor. He talks her into it, and at the end, he gives her, I don't want to say a bribe, but whatever. It gives her, like, a little treat. Yeah. It's, it's a little treat. And she's like, you should have just opened with that. And he, I forget the line. Um, oh, I think he says, that would be cheating. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because cause he doesn't want to cheat her. He doesn't want to bribe her. He, he wants. He's there to give her a gift, and you know that's. He wants. He wants to be a good guy. He ex- exactly, and it nails the character so well. I I, I love it. Mm-hmm. I think so. Yeah, I believe he's one of the Italian guys. So they talk about the Italians leaving town and the Russians taking over. I believe he's an like he's an old school Italian mafia guy was my take yeah and he's giving information the way in which it's always been given out right which is ask me questions and maybe i'll answer yeah and i love that relationship that eric has with i basically ben eric is awesome uh he's got the pulse of the city like i mean that's what he does yeah he can talk to anybody and it's fine like because everybody trusts him, even even the crazy monster guy. Who, I, I imagine this guy, the 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 Italian did that were just brought up. Um, no, but he almost he he gets misty eyed. He gets completely misty eyed to him. Probably not the nicest guy, <laughs> you know. And you know, all told, exact. And he does. And you know why? What I loved about that scene was that um, he said, "Look, when I got dragged to the press, and- it was basically you, you like you." You protected my family. You protected my kids. I, sorry, I, I, I'm trying to remember the line, and I don't think I can say it because he, he, it's dragged through the, the whatever. Yes. It's like, yeah, you didn't yes. mention my kids. You were the only one that did it that didn't mention my kids, and I always appreciated that. And I was like, that is what a class act. You go, Ben mm-hmm. Eric. And, and that's the first time we meet him, when, and we're told about him through the eyes of um, – a character that is in some disrespect, right? He's obviously kind of a bad guy, but he's treating him with utter respect. And I love that. I, I, 
they do a very good job of setting up Ben Urich to be a very good guy. You know, because essentially he's the one, you know, you know, we can already tell this. He's yeah. going to be the one that tells, you know, the newspaper side of the story. Right. Yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. he's better than yeah. Matt Murdock in, in ways, right? Because he's, uh, you know, Matt beats the crap out of people, which is nice. Well, and it, but at the same time, let, let's just let's just be honest. You know, M- Matt Murdock is has an actual job. Right. You know, he, he you know. Granted, he gets, you know, beat up, but he's got to be in court the next day. Right. You know, I can't think of any Avengers that are, that are pulling that off. <laughs> Tony? That's a real good point. Tony never shows up to the office. Yeah. Uh, he's, just, he's, he's just a big thinker. God knows what Bruce Banner does. I, have, I, I hope it's something very calming. <laughs> uh, I, 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 I'm, I'm loving it. I'm, I'm loving it early, early on. Um, I'm loving how the... Um, I'm loving how real the characters feel. Even Foggy, um, who seems to, in, in these first few episodes, he seems to oscillate a little bit right. from a goofball to, um, to to having a little bit more stature. He's still uh, he's still utterly likable. Um, I don't like the actor. A lot of people I, I've seen online, and I've tried to keep my my yeah. eyes off the online stuff. Um, yeah, I tried. I've tried to avoid it too. But he, but I, I can see where you're at slightly with him. It's just like you know, it, it, it's very much a different foggy that than than you know the comic would would have you believe. Right. I'm sure he's a very nice fella. I just don't. I I'm, I have yet to connect with him, and I've watched these first three episodes again just last night, and my friend didn't connect with him either. I I did. Um oh, it was good. a little harder it, it it was a little harder going. Um but when it works, uh when he and Karen Page are are on yep. on the street after the bar. I do love and that. They're, by the way. Wait, and, right. and, and they're and they're basically um pounding on Matt uh, Murdoch's door. Um yeah. you yeah. know, drunkenly and apo- and 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 almost sincerely apologizing to the neighbor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, um, he he just he he just strikes me as the the second banana who was really annoying in in school, but had the heart of gold, and um, yeah. and 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 he's loyal. He's his moral his moral compass isn't quite as attuned as uh, Matt's is. It's you know, close, he, though. It's not. He's it, it's close. Yeah. Um, he 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 wants to go for the deal. To uh, defend uh, our bowling ball murderer uh, before Matt does, but when right. he's alone in the room with the guy, he realizes that right. this guy did it. He's bad, and I should not be defending him. And he's ready to walk. Yeah. So, um, so I, I I like the character. I really <laughs> like uh, Karen Page and Charlie Cox. Man, I haven't seen him in anything since Stardust. And nice. yeah. uh, somebody just brought great. Stardust up. What yeah. what is this movie? Stardust is uh, an adaptation of a Neil Gaiman and Charles Vess uh, novel, uh, illustrated novel, not a graphic novel. It's actual text and stuff. What a, he does great work. We're talking about comic book stuff, so I want to kind of, I want to, I want to punch that name. I mean, Charles Vess is brilliant. Yeah, yeah, uh, but uh, Stardust is. Basically, uh, the modern Princess Bride uh, kind of movie, 
and Charlie Cox plays the callow youth turned uh, sw- swashbuckling romantic yeah. lead. Um, and every once in a while, Matt Murdock gives this smile, and you see the <laughs> you see you see the yeah. Stardust character. Um, yeah. I, I I recommend it. It's light entertainment, but it's uh it, it's a lot it's a lot of fun. And it was the first time that I noticed uh, Charlie, Charlie Cox. Cox. Yes. Uh, <laughs> the less uh, less said about that, the better. Um, if if it's your if it's your if it's your thing, you'll like it. If it's not your thing, you won't. <laughs> Well, I mean, I'm a big fan of yeah, I'm a big fan of De Niro, but I can tell you that Righteous Kill is also a terrible movie. Uh, I cannot t- I, I I cannot confirm or deny the um, uh, quality of Robert De Niro in Stardust. But Char- but Charlie Cox, uh, good good talent, and um, and I think he's perfectly cast in, I, um, in Daredevil, yeah. despite the fact okay. that he does not have red hair. Yeah, right, well, so that brings up get, yeah. Yeah, there yeah. there are two different things get over here. It. One yeah. is there's a, a a ton of drinking. Yeah. I can, and then the, with right. the orange hair or the red hair, then we have to automatically brings in the whole uh talking to the priest, which I mean, the catholic um overtones I I didn't find to be like really very heavy um in these first 3, but like I, and I was expecting well, I mean, the first, yeah, okay. there is a confession. He's, 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 um, I'm, I'm Catholic, but I've never even had my first communion kind of thing. Uh, uh, he's Catholic. He's a very lapsed Catholic, even in the comic books, right? Like he, it's more of an excuse. It's like, it's his, um, Matt Murdock's way of absolving himself in some way which i think is awesome it's like it's like you know bruce wayne goes to talk to alfred every now and then uh matt murdoch goes and tells a priest that he beat a bunch of people up uh which i find kind of interesting and i mean when you're writing a book there's so much rich imagery you could use a comic book especially that uh, i've always enjoyed that about daredevil without necessarily uh, you know, advocating the the position. Well, and the, and the other thing is, like, again, we're, we're talking about stakes a little bit and consequences. Right. I mean, frankly, you know, I don't see, you know, again, I'll put I'll pull, you know, any other, you know, character in the cinematic universe. They're not really feeling too bad about what they do. Uh, maybe Tony in episode in, in episode in the third movie. I, but he's not feeling bad about what he does. He's uh, he's got post traumatic s- stress, basically, right? Yeah, still think that movie's really strong just because he's the Iron Man without the iron. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. like that aspect. I like. I've got other problems with it because he just gets over it. Yeah. Like it's just it's problematic the way he just. Yeah. Anyway. But you know that you know that if you got him and uh, Matt Murdock in a room together, Tony would not be the one walking out. <laughs> no, Iron, uh, Iron Man without the Iron Man or uh, no, armor no. or no. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. yeah, and I don't even think they would physically fight. Matt Murdock would just make him cry. Like he would just, <laughs> yeah. His superpower, his true superpower, is lawyering. <laughs> he would, ju- he would just make Tony just go ahead and drink, and until he was completely right. 
Yeah, which they again. I they know. Didn't, oh my god! I know. This is like we've got like because another two that, hours. In that, they didn't on that do that. Playground, uh, they can't. Oh my god! They need to make him an alcoholic. That's it. they. They came close, but they didn't do it. And they already have an actor that can deal in that realm. You think a little bit? Why wouldn't Why wouldn't you use his? You know. You know his is. Personal experience. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Because kids don't, aren't going to be able to relate to, you know, Iron Man getting sloshed. I did. Well. When I was a kid, you know, I read those comics, you know, so. Yeah. Comic, comics, you had, you had a little bit more Maybe. freedom. Yeah. Anyway, we're getting way off track now. We've got, yeah, yeah. We're going to end up with Robert Downey Jr. in a hotel room full of cocaine and a prostitute dressed like Wonder Woman. Like we're things are getting bad. Yeah, can Matt Murdock see see it all? <laughs> of course he can. He's he's Matt Murdock. Um, I I think this actor is incredibly well chosen. Uh, he's not as intimidating as. Uh, daredevil as you might expect but he's he's an amazing as matt murdoch um and his physicality is uh i don't uh, remarkable like i don't even know what the word is he I, i'm about to gush over like a, a man's body but he's like he's cut he 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 looks slim and uh, toned, and he looks like he can do the kinds of things that the character does, right? Like, he, like he, he really embodies the character, and I love it. Without being hulking and, like, all pumped up, like, he, he just, he looks great. And um, the character takes a lot of hits, and he plays it well. I, like, the... I just I I can't say enough good things about the 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 casting or the stunt work that's done in this show. Yeah, the the the, the role demands a lot of range, right. a lot of range. Oh, yeah. You look at yeah. you, you look at Chris Evans in um, the Captain America movies, right. and he's got to be he, he he's got to be the Boy Scout, and yeah. he he does a great job. He does. Of, yeah. Yeah. Be, uh, of not of, of not being an annoying or a boring boy scout but he's still got that 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 he's not a vulnerable character daredevil is just totally vulnerable name they hammer at home um in this in this series early on about the fact that it's not how hard you hit it's how many times you get hit and right. all this stuff get up. but he's got yeah. he, he's got to be he, he's got to be tough he's got to be batman he's got to be beat up wounded and vulnerable he's got to be articulate in the courtroom scenes and he's got to be sly um right. he's he's got a bit of a smirk to him um uh when he because i i know something that you don't you think i'm blind and i'm not there's that yeah. curl to his mouth in a lot of these early episodes yeah um which is why i didn't like just, the take your shirt off kind of scene because yeah but anyway continue yeah. yeah but uh but yeah um he, he he's he's doing everything the role is asking of him um and 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 marvel is so good at doing this of of getting this from their from their actors um they i i how do you convince 
actors to not phone it in for a superhero gig? I don't know, but Marvel does it consistently. I don't know. Well, I think because, you know what? The first Iron Man was a great movie. It had Robert Downey Jr., and they just made a good movie out of it. Um, yeah, it's a superhero movie. Yeah, it's got an origin story. Yeah, it's, you know, silly. It's a dude puts on a suit of armor and beats up some other dude. But it's a great movie. Um, and I think that opened some doors to them, and I think they've been banking on that over and over. Uh, and... You know the Batman, uh, the 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 Chris Nolan stuff, in in the same vein, did so much work in all in in order to, not in order to, uh, but they, he did a lot of work to uh, make playing a superheroes are silly, right? Supervillains are even sillier, but. Those movies made it work, right? Like it became an honor to to be cast in that. Um, and it had maybe it started in in the nineties uh, with the um, oh my god, uh, the the uh, I'm blanking on his name, Tim, the ninety ninety Batman. Oh my god, I can't believe I'm blanking on this name. I know, and it's uh, Tim Burton. Thank, oh God, thank God for that. You know, um, and well, you had a legitimate director doing a superhero movie. It didn't make any sense. Whoa, right. wow, how 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 is this? Yeah, yeah, exactly. But it was beautiful. It was offbeat. Um, even, even the sequel was amazing. Uh, like you had good good actors playing villains that are. They're seen maturing villains, you know? Um, so I think they've got a really good crew on this. And at the same time, um, Chip, have you seen the scene in the hallway yet? Oh, my God. Right. That might have been the last thing you've seen. I think that may be the end of season, uh, the third episode. In, in the, in, end of the second episode. Is this the one that everybody kind of rubbing, you know, says it's like old boy? Yeah. Holy cow. That is, that's, that's a five minute, some odd second static shot. There's one camera. They don't cut. And. Or at least it doesn't look like it. Oh, they, okay. And they sell okay. It. At least it doesn't look like it. Maybe something happens. I don't know. But Wow. Wow, did they do great work on that? Why are you doing great work on a soup? It's a superhero show. Don't <laughs> like it. It boggles my mind that you would put that much work into. I, I like superheroes. Hey, let me let, but, let me let me up the ante on that. It's a superhero show on Netflix, right. a service that people <laughs> are already paying for. There are no commercials. There's no surcharge. For for getting these Marvel stories, you know, um, they're pouring a lot of effort into this thing. Doing some it, it, some of this stuff is just just plain art, and the hall right. the, the hall fight is art. I and can agree more. And and we're yeah. not if if you've got a Netflix subscription, it's a gift. It is just being given to you. 
I, 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 I love this. I, I, I love that so much work is being done on it. Um, yeah. And I'm sure this is nothing new to people who were into Orange is the New Black or um, or, or House of Cards. Uh, but this <laughs> yeah. is my first experience yeah. with yeah. that. Award-winning. And both, how, both of which are pretty good. They're, they're amazing, yeah. by the way. Uh, like, yeah, you know, yeah. But... Yeah, um, and, and and you know, I I I don't get the economics about it. I don't really care, but it does. It just does amaze me that for the the very same nine ninety nine I'm giving it every month, um, I, I'm getting stuff like this that is so good, and I don't have to watch it. I don't have to watch any commercials for it, and I don't have to pay a dime extra for it. Um, and and they're putting such good work into this i can't agree more um the first time i watched it i was just glued to the to the tv the second time uh i was paying more attention to the technique really um and i was amazed and i felt the same thing i'm like i kind of don't deserve you doing such a good job (laughs) why why are you doing such a good job with the daredevil television show like i like uh-huh. i like the character but c- come on you know yeah see i think i think you just you touched on the uh, particular word right there this is really not a television show no, it's this is an online series or, or i don't even know what the word yeah, if there's a word yeah, for we're, it yet. we're entering into that new phase where tv is uh film film used to be the place to go and i think television and or at least serial programming is um, getting a lot more respect now. You know, things are Breaking Bad and Mad Men, and then and that kind of thing. Yeah, I, I mean, it, again, it, it, what pains me is I almost wish they would delay things out, like only give us three, and then let me wait a little bit and give me another three. Let me sp- let space it out a little bit so that I don't like the way I feel right now, which is what I didn't want to happen is. Mm-hmm. Okay, so I have to wait a year for season two? Mm-hmm. And I have to binge on this so I can talk about it to my friends. Right, because everybody else is. Well, two at a time. But, yeah. Um, yeah. I, so I actually do agree. I love, I love just binge watching, like when I can find the time. Uh, at the same time... Um, there's something special about it coming out only once a week and having to wait, right? Like that, I really appreciate that about Mad Men. That you know, like every Monday night, I know it comes out Sundays. I end up watching it Monday night because iTunes. Uh, I get together with my my pal and we we watch Mad Men, and that's I I, I kind of miss that about this show in that we can just chew through it in, in one piece. And um, we almost wanted to do this recording as one whole, right? Like the initial idea was just like, let's watch it and then talk about it. Right, right. Uh, I think that would have been a mistake. Oh, yeah. I mean, it, I think there's way too much in here to encapsulate it in right. in an hour. That would be, that would be, yeah, uh, that would we, be a disservice. It's, it's a disservice, exactly. Yeah. Uh, I think on that note, right <laughs> on the, the service <laughs> note, <laughs> on the we have not done a good job note. Let's end it. Right.
Right. I mean, I think, I think, I think we've we've done a spe- we've we've set a tone, whether that whether it's a disservice or not. But I think we we held the line. We tried not to go too far if there were any bumps in the road, and you know we're we're saying, look, this 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 series is it needs uh you know to be looked at pondered and spoken about right. in 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 bite-sized chunks please, uh, just please give it your attention it's um it's a silly superhero television show but it is worth your time i i promise you yeah absolutely i mean i I, i've been gushing um there are some things i wish they might have done differently um i'm i'm pro foggy but i would like to be more pro foggy we'll see uh i'm i don't know that the level of violence was necessary for the story that they're telling but i think that it's they can they can justify it you know you can you can have a different it's it's arguable yeah it's not it's not clearly over the top um i think they're finding a way i think foggy gets out acted by karen who is an amazing actress amazing amazing terrific yeah yeah but uh but uh this is this is really this is really strong um i love the i love the shows that i love um i'm a, i'm a, i'm a podcaster doing doctor who and babylon 5 podcasts um because i'm really obsessed with them and um um this is a series that's right up there with them um in the early going and i i i just hope that it doesn't i hope it doesn't let me down um 13 episodes from now and i can't imagine what they'll do with iron fist and luke cage and uh, jessica jones after this because they're doing something special and they're doing something different from the rest of the marvel cinematic universe i and i think that's good too and um i personally hope they change the tone up with those shows i think each show should have its own tone really i don't think you necessarily need to tone match everything you know like um the Avengers didn't necessarily match the tone of the first Captain America. No. Or Iron Man certainly didn't. Um, no. So I'd like to see the TV shows have their own tone and their own take because the comics have their own tone and their own take. Well, it only yeah. makes sense, doesn't it? Yeah. They, you can, yeah, you can work it out on the wash. And, um, I am amazed that they've done such a good job with this show. Uh, it's the 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 guts it took to just run with the show, especially after the Affleck movie. Who I'm sure everybody on it working on it wanted to do well. Uh, it just didn't. the The end result wasn't satisfying. Um, Charlie Cox is looking over at Ben Affleck in his bat suit and saying, <laughs> "Your move, Ben." Like I, I just, yeah. I just ate your lunch. You know what? I did see. I, I believe I don't want to misquote it, but uh, Stephen Amell, the you know the guy that plays Green Arrow, uh, or the Arrow these days, uh, uh, was he? He said something on Twitter congratulating uh, Daredevil. Really? Yeah, yeah. I think he said something to Charlie Cox. Yeah. I'm, again, I don't want to misquote, but uh, he, he's such a positive guy. He's never going to say anything negative. But uh, so I well, believe I, I, if I didn't misread something, he was like, "Oh yeah, look, another guy in a suit. That's awesome." 
And he, well, he was on Heartland, guy. Right. <laughs> That's true. That is true. Um, I, and I'm not going to go any further with Heartland. No. You want to watch some more uh, Doctor Who or what? That sounds good to me. <laughs> I can endorse that. Yeah. All right, gentlemen. It may not be us next time, but we uh, we broke the ground. We did. I think we did a pretty good job. I think uh, might want to actually talk about an episode because we didn't do that. Yeah. I think we did a great job just explaining the the, the show. So that's fine. Yeah. yeah. We're 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 pr- the primer. Don't say that. It's primer. God damn it! Oh. Are you serious? Are you a primer person? <laughs> I don't know. I, well, I'm, I, I certainly know I'm a, uh, I'm a gift person. Oh, God. Phil, there's like 80 reasons I don't like you. But it's Jif. I just don't, don't talk to me. Jif is for peanut butter. Don't talk to me. Just stop. <laughs> I'm using this get, as the Just intro. get off my Skype. <laughs> using it's, I should, it's a I key should key. be more careful when you're recording me. Yeah, okay. It's a tutorial. And it's a PNG. Right. I'm just saying. Well, it's definitely not a ping. I don't know anything about that. Well, it's a tutorial. <laughs> and, sorry, what was it? Is it a t- tutorial? And a PNG? Yeah, instead of saying ping. Okay. It's also a reason I never want to talk to you again. Well, that's fine. Does that suit you? We don't uh, have to. Okay. Well, I mean, you're, you're the one who sent your little Kanucky mob. Kanucky mob? Hey, you—you you, you know what you did. We're, we're Canadian Americans. <laughs> First of all, you're the hat on our head, but you know you have so much more than we do. And it, we're not it, the hat on your head. We're the brain-sucking leech that sits atop you and gets all of the good stuff. That's true. I—I I, kind of want to come over. <laughs> you want to fight forever while Chip just kind of sits there awkwardly, or you want to? I'm, right. I'm just, I'm just getting some popcorn, man, guys. You know, <laughs> <laughs> that's all he needed to say right there. Um, okay, that was a lot of fun. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't know, maybe next week, the week after, we're, we'll figure something out. 